0: This is a recording made in the chapter of the open book at the dinner hour service. Some of the outstanding features which indicate a gigantic purpose covering the ages. You will see on the blackboard, and those of you who have been taking notes, will remember that we noticed that Peter spans the ages by saying the world that then was being overflowed with water perished, the heavens and the earth which are now are reserved out of fire. Nevertheless, there is a new heaven and a new earth, where He dwelleth righteousness. And then we try to show that this was all guaranteed by the name adopted by God in the Scriptures. For in the first chapter of Genesis, God is mentioned many times the word Elohim. But the moment He begins to deal with man in the redemptive element, the name is changed to the Lord God, and the name Jehovah is a composition of various parts of the verb to become. As though God said, I will stand all time and I will be all that's demanded of me to bring this purpose to a conclusion. And so we had the expansion of this name in the book of the Revelation, He who was, and He who is, and He who is to come. And again, in the epistle to the Hebrews, Jesus Christ the same, in contrast to the world that passes away. Jesus Christ the same, Yesterday, and today, and forever. And if you'd like to take it more intimately to yourselves, remember the threefold deliverance that the apostle Paul spoke about for our comfort, who hath delivered us, who doth deliver us, and whom we believe will yet deliver us. Past, present, future, all under his care. Well now we've got to turn our attention to, to an expression. We've heard it many times in this chapel. Uh, but we must give it a place that you won't mind it being repeated in order that the purpose may be clearly seen, especially by those who are beginning with us. The two time periods before and since or from the foundation of the world. We'll leave the meaning of the word foundation to another time. We'll just get the passages of Scripture before us that indicate that there is a time division at the beginning of Genesis that some things are dated as before, and some things are dated as from or since. I think our modern usage, uh, by using the word since, gives us a, a suggestion of time. So, shall we concentrate our attention in the minutes we have on those features? And those of you who know all about it, well, you thank God you do, so that we give an opportunity for those who do not. Now, the first passage I would refer to is John 17. It occurs in our Saviour's committal of himself to the Father just before the work of of the cross was endured. And you will see that he goes back in verse 5 to before the world was. And now O Father, glorify thou me with thine own self, with the glory which I had with thee before the world was. There's no possibility of making that a present period. Goes right back. All right. Now in this same chapter, 17, when we get down to verse 24, he says, Father, I will, that they also whom thou hast given me be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory. You see, he's spoken about a glory that was before the world was, which thou hast given me, for thou lovest me before the foundation of the world. That's the first passage. The second passage is it found in Peter. The first epistle of Peter, chapter 1. He's there speaking about redemption. And he doesn't hesitate to take the plan of redemption right back before the foundation of the world. It's a comfort to us to see that salvation and redemption was no afterthought on the part of God. Known unto him, planned by him, and going to be brought to perfection by him. 1 Peter, chapter 1, verse 18. For as not much as ye know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things, as silver and gold, from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb, without blemish, and without spot, who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you. So again, before the foundation of the world, is a long way before the last times which Peter was speaking about. So now we have our Saviour loved, our Saviour has a glory, and our Saviour was set apart to be without blemish and without spot as a lamb before the foundation of the world. There's one other reference. There are only three occurrences in the New Testament to the expression before the foundation of the world. So we come to Ephesians chapter 1, And we find now it's speaking about the church to which most of us uh, believe we have uh, a membership. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 4. According as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world. So two passages say that Christ was foreordained, that Christ was loved, that Christ was set apart to be without blemish, and now it says it of you and me if we belong to this calling, the two words are here. According as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame. That's the word without blemish. Before him in love. That's the word love. Isn't it a wonderful thought that before ever we had a being, we were seen in Christ our representative, and the two words that are used of him, in love and without blemish, were used of God that we should be one day through him. What a blessing Guarantee for such a wonderful goal. Well, now we mustn't spend time because we've got other passages to look at. This time, the expression since the foundation of the world. And we go back to the Gospel according to Matthew, chapter 13. And there, in Matthew 13, we have not the Kingdom of Heaven, but the mysteries of the Kingdom of Heaven. And it would take us out of our way a good deal to demonstrate to you just this moment that the mystery in the scripture is always God's counter-move to some tragic happening that seems, left to itself, would have spoiled his purpose. I can't prove that. That will come in the series presently. But here we have the mysteries of the kingdom. Things going wrong, but under the control of God. And the reason why they were going wrong is given in the answer to the question about one of the parables. He said... um, an enemy hath done this. Verse 28. An enemy is at work. And the mystery is God's counter move to the enemy's work. But we want the expression, don't we? Verse 35. Verse 34. All these things spake Jesus unto the multitude in parables. And without a parable spake he not unto them, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet, saying, I will open my mouth in parables, I will utter things which have been kept secret from the foundation of the world. So God knew that the course of the kingdom purpose, like Shakespeare says, the course of true love never did run smooth. And that is true in the scriptures. The active enemy puts his spoke in every possible turn, but God overrules it. We move from that to chapter 25 in Matthew and find that another kingdom reference goes back to the period from the foundation of the world. This is the time when the Son of Man, verse 31, shall come in his glory, and all the holy angels with him. Then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory, and before him shall be gathered all nations, and he shall separate them one from another, as a shepherd divided his sheep from the goats. And he shall set the sheep on the right hand, but the goats on the left. Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, Come, ye blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom, Prepared for you since the foundation of the world. Now I dare not go into the rest of it because of time. But there you see again the kingdom which was in mystery form in chapter 13 will be brought into reality when the, the the coming of Christ in power and great glory takes place, and those who were chosen to be members of that kingdom discover that it was prepared since the foundation of the world. Well, then we move on to Luke's Gospel, chapter 11. Luke's Gospel, chapter 11. And I stop for a moment to ask you who are listening to consider a suggestion that's been made by one teacher. I'm naming no names. If you don't know him, well, it's all right. And if you do, it's just the same. He says in Ephesians, chapter 1, chosen in him before the foundation of the world means that we are chosen now, at this present moment, before God sets up his future world order. Well, that's entirely ignoring John 17 and 1 Peter, the three ought to be taken together. But I have a date. I know the date. At least I can draw a line on the canon of the world as to where we say the, since the foundation of the world comes in. And if I can do that, I have a feeling that if we've got a logical mind, if since the foundation of the world goes back as far as Abel, then before the foundation of the world must go back at least to Adam. Otherwise, what's the good of words? So here we have in Luke this little time note. 11.49 Therefore also said the wisdom of God I will send them prophets and apostles and some of them they shall slay and persecute that the blood of all the prophets which was said since the foundation of the world may be required of this generation from the blood of Abel unto the blood of Zechariah and so on. So right back to the first martyr, the blood of Abel, is the the line that we draw on the Bible page. That is, since the foundation of the world. And anything that takes place before the days of Abel will be creeping up to, anyhow, uh, reaching out to the period which is before the foundation of the world. When we examine it more closely, I think we shall see it goes back to Genesis 1, verse 2. But we'll leave that to prove itself presently. Well, then we have in the book of the Revelation... Uh, now, wait a minute. I must give you the epistle to Hebrews first. Hebrews chapter 4. And this is taking us back to the story of creation in Genesis 1, when after six days, God rested... And, of course, the suggestion there is not that God was weary or tired, but he kept a Sabbath. And we shall see that the six days followed by a seventh day is a panorama of the whole purpose of the ages, occupying roughly 6,000 years from Adam to the coming of Christ and 1,000 years covering the day of the Lord or the millennium. But, again, those things can fall in their place presently. Hebrews chapter 4. Let us therefore fear, lest the promise being left us of entering into his rest, any of you should seem to come short of it. For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them, but the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. For we which have believed do enter into rest, as he said, as I have sworn in my wrath, if they shall enter into my rest, although the works were finished since the foundation of the world. So here's a strange expression, that although the Sabbath-keeping, the millennial kingdom, has not yet come, the whole thing in the purpose of God was finished. And all he's doing is working out his own program according to his own plan as time goes on. And then you will find another reference to the fact before the foundation of the world in connection with the work of Christ in chapter 9, 26. He says in verse 24, For Christ is not entered into the holy places made with hands, which are the figures of the true, but into heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God for us. Nor yet that he should offer himself often as a high priest, entereth into the holy place every year with the blood of others. For then must he often have suffered since the foundation of the world. You see? He was set apart before the foundation of the world, and so the moment sin came into the world, He might have been offered then, but God had his own time. Galatians says, in the fullness of time, God sent his son, born of a woman, made under the law for both Gentile and Jew. So here we have again, the the work of Christ and the purpose of God covers the ages and has got its times. There is a time for every purpose under heaven, says Ecclesiastes. And then, with that in view, we turn to two more references to conclude our survey Re- Revelation chapter thirteen verse eight, and you will remember the hymn we sang just now—a a rather strange expression: "Before the world's foundation, slain." Well, how ever can that be? Until we realize that He was verily foreordained before the foundation of the world as the Lamb of God. So, although the offering was in time, yet in the heart of God it was there from the beginning. So we have in Revelation 13, eight, these words. Oh, in verse 7, It was given unto him to make war with the saints, and to overcome them. And power was given him over all kindreds, and tongues, and nations. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him, whose names are not written in the book of life of the land, slain from the foundation of the world. That's one way of putting it. And the other way of putting it is in chapter 17, verse 8. An extraordinary tangle of a verse to to disentangle and and put out but still will let it speak for itself. Verse 8. The beast that thou sawest was and is not and shall... Have you got it? This is the travesty of he who was and is and is to come. The beast is the travesty of this uh, wonderful name. And the beast that thou sawest was and is not and shall ascend down to the bottomless pit and go into perdition and they that dwell on the earth shall wonder, whose names were not written in the book of life from the foundation of the world. And they're wondering concerning this beast who usurps the name of Jehovah, the beast that was, and is not, and yet is. As I say, a very difficult passage, but I've quoted it as it stands. So i come back once more to, to finish with Hebrews chapter 13. We won't end up on such a peculiar note as that in a meeting of this character, we'll look at Hebrews thirteen just more, just once more, we looked at it last week. <laughs> Verse five, Let your conversation be without covetousness, and be content with such things as ye have, for He hath said, "I will not leave thee, nor forsake thee, so that we may boldly say, "The Lord is my helper, and I will not fear." what man shall do unto me. I suppose you know the hymn that has the refrain, I'll never, no never, no never forsake. Five negatives. Well, if you don't know nothing in English, well, you're manifesting it, if you put negatives like that. But in the Greek, you can pile up your negatives and still be g- grammatical. And there are actually five negatives at the end of verse 5. I will never, not by any means, not to be thought of sort of thing for safety so that we may boldly say the Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. Remember them which have the rule over you, who have spoken unto you the word of God, whose faith follow, considering the end of their conversation, Jesus Christ the same. Yesterday, past. Today, present. Forever, the ages to come. And so we've got that wonderful consolation that God had a plan before the foundation of the world, he has a plan during the foundation, or since the foundation of the world, he has a plan when heaven and earth shall pass away and all rule and all authority be submitted and subjected and God at last shall be all in all.